0: Welcome to my podcast, Musings of a Christian Philosopher, where we talk about deep and often challenging topics of theology and philosophy. I'm your host, Adam Polstra. Let's get started. All right, everybody, it is time for Halloween recording. Now, granted, since this is a podcast and I'm recording it on the day of, plus the fact that my podcast has really just started, This is not going to be going out on the day of course. You're not going to be hearing it, that is, on Halloween. But hopefully, nevertheless, it will be of interest to you. So, given that I am a Christian and I've lived most of my life around churches and some churchianity, churchianity, some legitimate Christianity, I um, have heard some opinions on Halloween throughout the years. So, I wanted to give my take on it for today. So first of all, I mean, I've personally never seen a great deal of issues with Halloween. I've never really been afraid of it. Of course, the fact that, you know, horror movies and scare tactics and that sort of a thing become very common around Halloween is certainly not to my taste. Uh, I've always been a fairly... hmm, I don't know exactly how to put this, but, uh, I've been somebody who is very susceptible to scaring, to scare tactics, to the ideas of haunting and ghosts and ghouls and that sort of thing. If you, if I get that sort of a thought stuck in my head, it doesn't really want to leave. And even when I was in my mid teens, I think even later teens, I was the kind of person who would be strongly tempted to sleep with the lights on, if I had recently watched something with a jump scare, even. Or played a video game that had a good deal of horror-like elements to it. So, I certainly don't like those things. Um, I'm not exactly sure of my opinion on people who are rather addicted to, or maybe not addicted to, but really enjoy uh, being horrified, being scared out of their wits. Um yeah there are a number of people who actually li- actually like that I think it's something akin to really enjoying the thrill of things like a roller coaster and other theme park rides uh I'm not saying they're the same I'm saying there's a, a I see an association there but they're certainly not the same because the latter theme park rides are something that I can very much enjoy Uh, I don't enjoy it greatly. I'm not going to be, I'm not the thrill seeker like I want to go skydiving. I want to go on the roller coasters with the loop de loos and corkscrews. In fact, I personally never have yet. Uh, And not that I wouldn't these days. I just don't go to theme parks anymore as much. Um, So I haven't had the opportunity. I think I would now as long as my stomach would take it. But as a young one, I really didn't. Anyway, um, so. I'm not exactly certain about the mental health, and I don't mean that people actually have mental problems in that sense, but the overall mental health, i.e., how well they've developed, how well, how healthy they are emotionally. If they, if people actually have an addiction to being horrified, um, it doesn't strike me as healthy. Uh, that's just my opinion. I'm not stating it flat out as a fact or anything like that. Uh, just my sense of things. Anyway, the other thing that stands out to me about Halloween is, of course, costumes. Um, again, this is something that I don't personally have an issue with. Uh, in fact, costumes and even full-on facades, i.e. masks over people's faces, you know, hiding identity... That is something that has been in human tradition for generations and generations. Back in Europe, there was a tradition that has even some associations, if I remember correctly, with Christmas. Anyway, where people would all wear masks. I think it was for mostly one day. It might have, ex- might have extended a little further than that. Uh, but what was really interesting about this tradition is that they would have a class switch. In other words, people who were among the poor would be able to act for a day as if they were rich. And the rich, many times they are very uh, owners or employers, would have to serve the poor. And if I remember rightly, they were also wearing masks during this time. Some of them probably knew who each other were and some of them didn't. But whatever the case, the rich essentially were not only to behave, but to dress as if they were lower class, and the lower class the reverse. And I find that a very interesting tradition. And of course, there are many others that some of us have heard of, uh, are familiar with through, for example, the plays of Shakespeare, etc., but when it comes to Halloween, um, only sometimes, of course, do children and others wear pull on masks, but there is the, shall we say, change of identity. I'm a vampire, I'm a fairy, um <laughs> a demon, who knows, right? An angel. Um, again, personally, I don't find that there is an issue with this. Many Christians are you know probably gonna come at me or want to come at me saying, Oh, but There are so many dark things and dark themes. You just mentioned the child dressing up as a demon, and so on and so forth. Sure, um, people use these traditions in a bad way. You know what other traditions people have used for pure, unadulterated evil? Christianity. I don't really see that as a particularly strong argument. But about the facades itself, the masks or costumes, I wanted to talk about this for a moment. I find it very interesting that there is such a tradition throughout so much of human history. And I kind of like it because while there is a sort of facade around these costume and mask wearing traditions, the fact of the matter is those facades and those masks are known to be facades and masks. There's nobody who tries to wear them as if they thought that they were that thing. Even a child may play games as if, especially for that day for Halloween itself, as if they are that thing. But to a degree, it's known to be a game. And every parent, every grown-up who sees these kids walking around doesn't think that these kids are trying to be a demon, trying to practice witchcraft, or what have you. They're dressing up for a day. It's known to be a facade, and at the end of the tradition, the day, whatever it might be, the party, the masks and the costumes come off. And the same is, of course, true in the older traditions of identity concealment. That was sometimes actually the point. It was an opportunity to be surprised by who you were dancing with or talking with. And maybe it's somebody you already knew, but you never would have given the time of day if their identity was not concealed. A beautiful woman talking to somebody who is, to a man who's fairly homely, or vice versa, for example. But again, in those cases, the facade is known to be there, and at the end, it's coming off. Now, there's another kind of facade, and I have an issue with this one. The facade of personality, the facade of a false version of yourself that you put forward. And you may not be fully aware of it yourself, and you certainly are trying to make sure that those who you are interacting with do not know that you are wearing a facade. That the person that they are talking with, the person that they are laughing with, maybe even sometimes crying with, some people get really good at these facades, that this isn't the real you. And there's a variety of people, of course, who put on this kind of behavior. You can have damaged people, you can have people who believe a very odd and sometimes dangerous set of ideas. And of course, one of the groups that is extremely tempted to do this is the religious and Christians. And I do put those in somewhat slightly different categories because, again, I have known many, and I myself to a degree am not a particularly religious Christian. I mean, I have my religious behaviors for certain, and I do actually like to go to church, but I found a pretty good one that is also not highly religious. Anyways, what's interesting to me is that the people who wear these kinds of secret facades, religious and other kinds of quacks and so on, are often the same people who have a great deal of problems with the traditions of things like Halloween. And I can't help but wonder if their seeming outrage is not actual outrage, but a projection.